episode 100. I never thought we would get here. We're announcing our retirement. This is it. We hit 100 and we're done. <laughs> episode 100. We're going to have a smorgasbord of Just sorts. a smattering. Celebration. Yes. It's going to be great. People seem to like the different topics and, and finding something that interests them. So to celebrate our 100th episode, Will and I are going to go through a list of some common questions, recent common questions on, uh, it's actually pretty interesting. There's a website called Quora. 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 And uh, yeah, people ask questions about any, tons of topics. Anything. So we're going to go. There's some good ones. There's some good questions and some questions where you're like, damn, how did you make it this far? Mm, How are you alive? (laughs) So... Oh, shit. And of course, the ones that we, we feel confident answering. Some stuff is just all over the place. Some stuff is wild, and I can't even believe some people like hit a point where they have to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it, man. Let's dig in. Let's give the people what they want. I lost my... I gotta find where I was. You lost your mind. These thumbs, man. Nah, Gary, he's getting old. Now you know what it is. Is that a Blackberry you're using? What is that? What is that? <laughs> they're, they're worn out from yard work. Uh, th- watching Barry do your, your yard work. <laughs> yeah. Supervising. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mm. I don't mind yard work, man. I say that because I don't really have to do it. I got my sprinkler coming. Your one sprinkler? Mm-hmm. What kind? Is it like the... I don't know, the long kind where it just does like a, a wave that no, goes I'm up and over? About, what is uh, it? It's like a circular one. Does it spin? Yeah. I don't know, it's had good reviews. <laughs> you just trust everybody else. All right, so here we go. All, All right, right. <laughs> let it rip. What, the first one was a good one. Was what are some daily habits that can improve your posture? Hmm. That's a good, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good ones in there, like the basics and stuff we talk about a lot, but let's talk about what probably destroys your posture yeah. and why someone would have this pain point. Right. So yeah, a lot of times people are starting to have this like forward neck posture and hunched over and rounded shoulders. When you do that, now your weight is shifted forward. Your hips have to compensate. Your knees have to compensate and it's painful and yeah, it doesn't sucks. look great. Right. So for one, our default posture now is yeah that computer cell phone hunched mm-hmm. forward posture so we have to counterbalance that another which we've talked about go back to fairly recent episode on feet and shoes yeah if you have you know heel elevation that's dumping that you, rocks you forward yeah if you kept your posture straight you'd be leaning forward so you have to compensate or you fall over which then normally means like jutting your your hips forward or maybe rounding you know just you end up with yeah, a funky you compensate you know you kind of have to zigzag um and a lot of those we're not going to be able to completely eliminate right no. especially like the cell phone and yeah like that. how many people work at computers and work from home or maybe sit all day like it's not like well i mean you could quit your job and do something else but realistically how do you work around that mm-hmm. i guess is the the biggest question um i mean a big one strength training just regular strength training doesn't have to be anything crazy but you know making sure you're you know, training everything equally or maybe even a little more, a little more back work. But we can even just say a nice equal 
training split, um, you know, maybe three days a week, what we would normally recommend for most people and getting stronger. And when all the muscles of your back are a little bit stronger, you know, that, that pull forward, you have something kind of fighting against it. And you're spending time in those positions of, you know, a nice upright position, getting your shoulder blades to move and work, um, instead of just kind of spending your time in that static head forward, shoulders forward position for, we'll say eight hours a day. Yeah. And you know, you don't have to do that daily per se, no. so, but it's still, yeah, it should be like a weekly consistent mm-hmm. habit for strength training. And then another is the shoes you're wearing. Yeah. So yeah, if you wear more flat barefoot type shoes, that's going to help your posture. I saw on Inyasa's reviews, the Instagram page, she mm-hmm. showed her like 10 year and three year, like before and after of her posture Yeah. from switch changing her shoes. Obviously it's not going to get a result by just one day or one week. No, but over time, man, that's a big difference maker. Yep. So strength training, type of shoes you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, another is, can be like your, you want to be careful saying your awareness because you don't want to have to think about squeezing your shoulder blades Yeah, back. because I don't think that's actually super helpful to. It should, it should come natural. But, and there's no like perfect posture you have at all, all moments in time. No, like posture is actually kind of a, a, a very fluid, mm-hmm. you know, different postures for different situations. And I would think posture should be the ability to put yourself, your body in the right position for the situation, right? That it calls for. So, you know, for most people, you know, standing up straight and keeping everything aligned is, you know, where you should be when you're walking and whatnot um but you shouldn't like if you're laying on your side you don't need to have your shoulder blades pulled back or you know anything like that nice and rigid because that's kind of ridiculous but you should have the ability to be in that position or you know be in a more aligned position more of the time yeah and then another two it's going to be your diet because that's going to relate to your body composition Mm -hmm. which is then also going to relate to your posture yes so same thing as your shoes throwing your alignment off if you're carrying a bunch of excess adipose body fat so yeah. stomach fat it pulls you forward pulls you forward right yeah. so then you have to compensate uh so that's really the the main thing is it's going to be kind of the general habits you should have anyways yeah right exercise strength training good nutrition to to attain and maintain a good body composition um flat shoes yeah i like you know, daily, like we'll call it daily movement, but just like going for some walks. It could be short yeah. walks through the day if you find yourself um, as somebody who sits a lot during the day, you know, take a, you know, set a timer for every, I don't know, X amount of time and just go for a 10 minute walk or whatever you can muster. But some regular movement through the day can be a very big help. Or even if you have to front load it, go for an out, you know, 30 minute walk in the morning or an hour or whatever you have available um, can really lend itself well to, to that. Mm. Isn't it crazy how we end up the daily habits to improve your posture? Ends up being the same thing we always preach. Yeah. Exercise. Same walk, old, same old. Nutrition. I mean, that, there's only but so much you can do in a day, too, right? That's going to be consistent and sustainable, but all those things. Yeah. And I think doing the, the basics is going to be more sustainable and more helpful than like trying to fit in a whole bunch of crap to help you, mm-hmm. which is just not realistic, you know? So I don't know. I'm a big fan of just yeah. doing those things. 
So here's one. Questions like these are always fun. What are the five most weight loss friendly foods on the planet? Right? <sighs> so first you want to start with, well, what's the principle of weight loss? It's ultimately you have to um, provide your body with less caloric intake, less calories than it needs to create a calorie deficit to then when you're in a calorie deficit, your body goes, oh, I need to um, use stored body fat to make up for this deficit. That's how we lose body fat. Yeah. Now, simple, basic. There is tons of things that complicate, especially that calories out, right? Big and we time. talked about before. So a simple one we'll try to use that I think people will be able to conceptualize is say your diet, so protein foods have a thir- roughly a 30% thermic effect meaning if say you ate 100 calories of a protein food 30 percent of those calories are burned just to process digest that those that food right so then it's actually like you consumed 70 calories yeah 100 calories of a fat and car so of a you know cinnamon bun Mm -hmm. which is mostly fat and carbs is going to basically be 100 calories. Yeah. Right? So yeah, now the let's thermic ex- effect of those is very So let's say you low. had 1000 cal you consumed 1000 calories of protein versus 1000 calories of cinnamon bun. Um now you're talking you're it's going to be like you consumed 700 calories versus 1000. That's a Which, 300 calorie difference. That's a big difference for people. So that's where it's just not as straightforward and simple as calories in calories out, right? The type of foods do matter in that effect. Mm-hmm. The other effects are also going to be things like satiety signals to your brain right well the say we're say the protein foods like skinless boneless chicken breast so pure protein (sighs) it's also not it's going to sense better satiety signals to your brain Mm -hmm. it's not going to be the most delicious thing in the world it's not super palatable like a lot of other things are which is a good thing to oh my gosh i gotta have more and more whereas that cinnamon bun you're like oh man this is so good i'm gonna keep yeah even if you feel slightly sick after eating a cinnamon Mm -hmm. bun your brain's like yeah let's get some more of this it's also been it also has like spices and seasonings and maybe even like artificial colorings to make oh, it yeah. more appealing, right? So all this stuff's combining to make it that experience hyper palatable, right? And eat more. So that's where, you know, when we start talking about what are the five best foods on weight loss friendly foods on the planet, well, it's not that simple. It's going to come down to a lot of factors and you could technically do it with any food. Yeah. Any food. Um, but remember weight loss isn't the same as just fat loss. No. You know? Um, that's another factor, but in general, so we'll kind of take this, the five best weight loss friendly foods on the planet. Well, ultimately it's going to be foods that control your satiety. I think that's, that they're going to be honestly whole, the biggest factor. They're going to be, uh, whole foods, natural foods, um, protein based. Because mm-hmm. say you're you're just picking, you know, five but, foods, right? Like you're gonna you have to have protein. Like you can't live without certain nah. amino acids. So, um, but in general, just think of protein and then fiber f- foods. Because fiber is also gonna be satiating. Mm-hmm. It's also gonna be a food where oh yeah, you can consume X amount of this fiber, but then what actually kind of becomes usable calories in your body it's, is way low. less. Yeah. So again, it's the same thing with the protein and that the thermic effect of protein and fiber 
is, really cuts down on the actual net calories you get out of it. Which is going to help you feel more full and satiated on less yes. total calories. So, so yeah. and, uh, and not to use some like wild food, you know, because it's not going to matter. There is no superfoods. No. But for most normal stuff that you can get at the grocery store, it's going to come down like lean proteins and like high fiber, um, like berries. Mm-hmm. And veggies, things like that, are going to be most helpful. Absolutely, to most people, when as far as picking foods that are going to help with weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, now, saying that, I would almost even keep one of those foods as something that you do really enjoy, because as we've seen with studies and re- we're working with clients and our own lives, going to try to go a hundred percent Spartan and avoid everything. That doesn't work either. Doesn't work long term either. So it's hey, including some of those things that you really enjoy, but being able to manage them, um, you know, in in the overall scheme. Yeah. So I feel like that was a question that wasn't going to have the answer that the person wanted, no matter what. And here's the thing, it's going to look different for everyone. Yes. The foods that serve me for that may be a little different than yours, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, say it could be lean, ground beef, um, strawberries, or berries, um, you know, oats, whatever, right? Yeah. For someone else, it could be um, a different grain or no grains at all. Chicken and, breast. And a different meat and a different fruit. Yeah. So, but again, it's typically is going to be whole, whole foods, right? But then within that, don't feel like you, oh, like there's a list that says uh, pomegranates are like, the super food. The most weight loss friendly food on the planet. And then it's like, you hate pomegranates. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, or pomegranates are even like, good? Or, no. No. And then are they even <laughs> practical? No. no. Have you ever tried to eat a pomegranate? You got to like. Bro, it's the messiest. Yeah. And this like most tedious process is worse than picking crabs. And I love crabs. But like trying to get the little things out of mm-hmm. a pomegranate. I know it's just the example, but it set me yeah. off. So it's just not a realistic aerials, food to eat. Is that what they're called? What are they called? I think they're called like the aerials or something like that. I thought you said areolas. <laughs> it's like, damn, that's not it. Um, not so yeah, it. that's another factor too, right? Is the food even um, sustainable for you to prepare, for mm-hmm. you to even obtain? Yeah. Um, so always think about, hey, you have the chance to define your best weight loss friendly foods. And it's going to be context dependent. Mm-hmm. But again, start with lean proteins and fiber. Let's see. Hit me with another one. Man, I really missed a good category. I backed out, and now it's just showing me. You need to learn how to use your screenshot function, man. Screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. (laughs) Some of these. How do I lose weight in a week, healthy or unhealthy? (laughs) Just start cutting stuff off, man. Where do you have to be in a week? So okay. healthy or unhealthy, they didn't <laughs> care, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So obviously, you, you probably shouldn't wait. That you're not going to have anything major happen. Nah, you could lose a little water weight in a week. That's about um, it. And here's the other thing too that's tough. This is similar. Someone asked had asked before about the fr- I forget what the where they like freeze your fat off. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? that and cryo like surgery stuff. type thing. And the thing is. The more fat you have to lose, the less you're going to notice from like three pounds of fat loss. Yeah. The leaner you are, the more like every 
half pound of fat loss is like makes drastic very noticeable noticeable differences right so with that like freeze your fat off stuff it's really only beneficial when you're actually kind of already lean and maybe there's like whatever trouble yeah. spot or you're trying to get that last bit because i think it actually does work work yeah but you know they you're not losing burn. 40 pounds of fat man there's no way so much at once yeah and it's expensive yeah and if you haven't Look, if you, you've established habits of you're struggling with to manage your weight and you burn off three pounds for $800 or whatever. And then you gain it back because you didn't change your back. eating. Yeah, because you, you might it. actually be, be be worse off after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't do that. Don't burn your fat off. So, yeah, if you like need to lose weight within a week for whatever reason, healthy or unhealthy, the reality is... You need to make, make better choices. <laughs> and like we said before, there's a difference in losing weight and losing fat. Yes. Like, you can just cut out your water cut out your sodium and lose cut out your carbs in a week and you're going to drop and you'll drop water four to six pounds of like water weight stored glycogen mm-hmm. things like this but it's not actual body fat that's that low carb effect when people get that drop when they yeah. switch to keto or low carb and they're like i dropped seven pounds my first week that was your body just getting rid of a bunch of water and glycogen because it's not being replenished yeah. so and just so you know like those those are bad. Like you want water and glycogen, yeah, and sodium in your muscles and in your body. Like yeah, it helps they help it you perform well. They yeah, help it helps you, it work. You're, you know, it's a good thing. So when you when we say that, like, you may think, oh well, yeah, that that sounds nice. I don't want that stuff. No, you do. That's why your body has it. Because when you're healthy and eating sufficiently and consuming things, like that's the natural process. Yeah, it stores water and glycogen and sodium and potassium in mm-hmm. your muscles all that good stuff and things like that so you're telling me i'm holding salt water so yeah it's just basically gatorade though a little salt a little sugar what exercises can i do to get rid of big stomach so this is a common question right like spot people want to spot reduce i want to get rid of this always and the reality is you can't spot reduce no nah. you can't do exercises for your stomach to get rid of your stomach or like you can't do exercise the bat wings bat wing your upper arm that's a common one how do i get rid of these and then people start you know flicking their arms around <laughs> you need to just train your whole body dial in nutrition and let it run its process and people actually genetically are going to have a different little bit different order that they may lose yeah and our fat storage is different person to person and that's just unfortunately the hand you're dealt and you can't change that at all so you just have to deal with it. And for some people, they're very lucky that maybe they store their weight. You know, maybe women store their weight on their hips and legs, which is, um, you know, probably a little bit um, easier to deal with mentally. And then some people store it more in their stomach and all of that. But that's largely out of your control. So just, you know, eat the right amount of food in order to lose weight everywhere and eventually and then exercise, that spot. Exercise not to get rid of your stomach exercise to be strong yeah and be able be and capable um because it's good for you it's good for your heart it's yeah good for your bones like exercise for those reasons when is the best time of day to work out so this is simple the time you're gonna do whenever you can get to the gym do it, right <laughs> and then we'll take it a step further and say ideally whenever you can be most consistent with yes um that's going to be the best time to work out. You know, again, there is some nuanced stuff. And if you're at training at an elite level, yeah, like that matters. Say you're a professional powerlifter 
you're probably not going to want to be squatting and deadlifting max weights at 5 a.m. 45 minutes after you woke up. Yeah, because your body's just not quite yeah. as ready your for, spinal for that. fluid hasn't settled and mm-hmm. central nervous system and factors like that but for most people if that's the only time you can train do it do it and do what you can and you're probably not a professional power lifter and have to worry about those things so the best time to train to work out is when, when you, you can will get there. actually do it consistently yes mm-hmm. let's see here Mm, so, I mean, this is a, what are effective and simple ways to tighten up my loose abdomen now that I have lost weight. So may depend on your age. If you're younger, it's going to, your skin's going to have more elasticity and so tighten up. It bounces back, so to speak, um, a little quicker. But if you've lost a lot of weight and have a lot of excess skin, like surgery is going to be. Really yes. Sometimes that's the only option. The main thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Surgery. Dude, surgery scares me. Does it freak you out? Uh, yeah, I've never had it. I don't think... You, I've had my wisdom teeth out, and that's it. Someone's, you're cutting yourself open. I just... I don't know, man. Can you, like, people that have had multiple surgeries, I just can't do it. Or you hear like somebody... Like, hey, uh, God, what's the dude um, from the Redskins you that broke the, his shin? The football team? Oh, sorry, the Washington football team. Alex Smith. Yeah, dude... Uh, how many surgeries did he have? Like 20-something surgeries yeah. or something? Like, holy shit. That, I don't know. I can't handle it. I don't want to be cut open once. These questions, man. They're good, I'm, right? I'm trying, to find, I'm trying to find good ones. An actual good question. Uh, I, could, I could help the cause, man. Mm. Another, another stomach one. Everyone wants that quick fix, man. Just like I want my grass to be green. Yeah. Or I just want grass. You just want grass? Like tomorrow? Nah. Best I can do is March. That's a, that's a good thing when you don't you realize. Um, yeah, people just want that outcome. Mm-hmm. But there's typically a process and there's, there's no quick process, fix. Man. And, um, let's see. I'm going to change categories here. Mm-hmm. You going to lawn care? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Strength and exercise. What's the best exercise to get rid of my my stomach fat? (laughs) Oh, man. Everyone wants. Man, oh, man. All right. So. Better be a good one. How can I easily... It's always ease, man. How can I easily and rapidly increase my cardiovascular endurance? Well, <laughs> cardiovascular endurance, there's no non-disc, like, way that's going to avoid discomfort. Like doing work? Yeah. You know, I think that's the big mistake is people want everything to be easy, right? And just happen. So, now an e- efficient way to increase your cardiovascular endurance is to train your aerobic system which is when your heart rate's typically between like for most people like 110 and 140 because mm-hmm. um, when you get higher it, and something becomes anaerobic, anaerobic. Um, 
then your body has to use carbs and it's a different energy system and and all of this too is kind of a scale like it's yeah using, it's not one or the other but it's, yeah, the it's closer not, you get to higher intensity the more carbs you will have to use but yeah so to kind of start building that aerobic system which is the powerhouse the biggest part of your cardiovascular endurance uh you, yeah you need to do activity for typically a little bit longer durations so mm-hmm. like 20 to 90 minutes of in that like moderate lowish and keeping your heart rate in that zone where range. it's it's up but like you know you're not dying yeah so you could you know strap on a heart rate monitor to keep you honest and then you could do like a run walk run jog it's really going to depend then on your fitness levels yeah. if you're yeah cardiovascular endurance is poor you may just need to walk fast right yeah. um some people may need to to run really fast to keep it there um but as you get in better shape yeah that you'll have to up your intensity mm-hmm. um and but in general like a lot of running and stuff is going to be so it just depends on your circumstance but um it can be hard on your body you know so like a bike is normally a good option so hopping yeah. on a recumbent bike or a regular bike again riding that um then you also have where, you know, you can do little circuits. That's what we do at the gym. Mm-hmm. So piece together a bunch of different stuff for like a minute on, 30 seconds off, rolling through, focusing maybe on nasal breathing. That's so a good way to keep nose. it. And you could go from like the rower to the skier to the air bike to a jump rope. To a sled walk. So that's going to be good so that it doesn't get boring. Mm-hmm. You know, just sitting on a bike for 60 minutes is going to be boring. Yeah. Um, unless you throw on the... Fit for Life Radio. Fit for Life Radio podcast. Then you should be good. Get you through it. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so it's typically something, some kind of modality of Of movement. Of movement for in that like moderate, lowish, moderate ish Mm -hmm. uh, heart rate range is going to be the best way to increase your cardiovascular. And the the thing with that is like it takes time for it to improve. Mm -hmm. You know, like. You have to adapt over, you know, weeks and months, yeah. and it's Good. not like you do one and your your heart's like, Ready I got go. this, let's yeah. do it. It just takes time to slowly get better and better and better, but that consistency is what's going to help you improve at it. Yeah. And the good thing with conditioning, though, is it it's not like muscle building or fat. It It is going to come kind of quick. It does you know? It does come quicker than, say, building muscle does. Absolutely. So, it, in, essentially, if you just start doing more conditioning, you're going to get there yeah um so yeah a couple days a week of that maybe you know don't feel like you got to hit seven days of hard cardio because that yeah you know may have may have negative effects on you like two sessions a week Mm -hmm. to really depending on your your goals and what else you do a lot of context man Mm -hmm. a lot of it depends we should just call our podcast that it depends should i cut out all sugar all of it. Never see it again, ever. Um, the answer is no. Nah. First of all, you like having that mindset is like inherently like approaching it like all sugar is bad. Yeah, good and bad foods. Or that like that's gonna be the answer to whatever I'm trying to do. Um, when like Will just said, there's nuance, right? Whether it's health or weight, lo- fat loss, um, it's not gonna just be one thing. No. And. We want, it to, we want it to be because yeah. that's easy and simple, but it's not. And there's sugar in raspberries, right? Yeah, there's sugar in a lot of things, There's also man. lots of good, you know, good things. And your body uses sugar for energy. Yeah, and that's right? fine. So you, you need that to a certain point. Now, in the context of you, you say you eat a bunch of high-calorie fast food, and then you also drink sodas, and 
then when people say cutting out sugar, that would then mean you're cutting out those sodas. Yeah. In that context, that's probably going to be helpful uh, because you're drinking, for you know, <laughs> 24 ounces of, of soda sugar, or a right? liter. Like Let's say a- you're eating sugar in the form of berries. Well, you're getting fiber along with it and other nutrients, and you're going to fill up quicker. Yeah. So why would you, you know, so cutting, if those get cut out, um, it might have an, a negative effect on, you know, you're not getting as full or mm-hmm. things like that. So, and you're more likely to rebound when yeah. you completely cut out an entire, n- you know, nutrient essentially. And here's the other problem is now you start labeling some those foods as bad. And yeah. When the reality is they could help what you're trying to do. Uh, but now you've, you're fearful of Cause then what happens if you, if you have it, then you're spiraling because you, you know, you messed up, you did something wrong and that creates a really bad feedback loop of restricting 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 and then binging and then restricting restricting but all the while you're beating yourself up there's negative self-talk and it's not very productive to to approach it that way you know for every one person that has success with cutting out an entire food group there's probably a hundred that are unsuccessful with you know completely eliminating something like that so yeah they don't look at it as good and bad just you have to look into it more than just sugar's bad. That requires work though. It's like the cardio thing. Like you can't just get your heart fit in, in one day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why this question's in here. Maybe because it's fitness and fitness and healthy food. So why is the word dog in the hot dog? What does it mean? <laughs> I need, I don't know the answer. I need to know. The credit of naming hot dogs goes to a sports cartoonist for the New York Times, Tad Dorgon. What a name, Tad? <laughs> Tad Dorgon. Hot dogs were called Red Hots or Dash Hound Sausages. <laughs> For obvious reasons, right? Um, before it took its current elusive name. When vendors in the New York Polo Grounds in 1901 were screaming, they're red hot, get your Dash Hound Sausages while they're red hot, the cartoonist observed and drew... Barking Dachshund sausages in a warm roll. He didn't know how to spell Dachshund, so he simply wrote hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> this cartoon oh, man. to become a sensation and the term hot dog was coined. Isn't it crazy? Like this dude didn't know how to spell and that's why we have hot dog. Mm-hmm. What a turn of events. That lazy what if we were sack of crap. This, this day. Hot dachshunds? Dachshund sausages. Hey, let me get a dachshund sausage. Nah. We're too lazy for that. We ought to come up with something else. Mm. Dachshund's a tough word, though, to spell. Could you imagine noun? No one's spelling that. Nah. Nah, no way, man. Whenever, like, people see my dog, they're always like, is that a wiener dog? Yeah, it's a... No one's ever said, is that a dachshund? Bro, wiener's way easier to say. Or hot dog. And it's funnier. Wiener. Wiener. They just want to say wiener. They do want to yeah. say. They want an excuse Seven to say wiener. Old. We all got it in us. That little middle schooler that giggles at the word wiener. <laughs> People, why does my dog eat so much off the floor? Because <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe because they don't have thumbs and hands. Yeah, this is the only way to do it. Hey, what if dogs had thumbs? It'd be a different world. I mean, the answer to that is because there's food on the floor. Yeah. If you put food on the table and let, they would eat that. They would, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, 
reading through questions like that kind of depresses me a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. I guess it's like people have those thoughts in their head, and usually we breeze past them, but they decide, I'm going to ask the internet this because I really need to know. But you or I might just be like, nah, whatever, and then go on with our day. They need to know. All right, let's find one more here. One more, and we'll wrap it up. Give us a golden one. Let's see. I still can't get past that hot dog. Why do apples rot? Uh, why does everything die that's just it man that's how that's our our, our cycle oh here we go here we go this one might end up just this might take us the whole day another let's do it. A whole episode let's do it i can how do would, it i can do it in 10 seconds how would you meal plan for a family of four on a food budget of 40 dollars a week Forty dollars a week. Forty dollars a week for four people. For four people. So that's two adults, two kids. That's not even. Is that below like food stamp levels? What they get? I, Don't I, you get like? I think $6 it is dollars a day per person or something. But we'll just go with it. I so mean, forty dollars a week. Let's talk. Talk about our cheap staples. So that's that's not that's actually not that hard. That's kind of how I eat. So that's ten. But you're two people. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Ten. That's hard. Forty dollars a week. I'll yeah. say in a day. No, nah, forty dollars a week, bro. Which means you get. Per person, so that's ten dollars a week per person. So, so you get a dollar. Forty divided by seven is five divided by do you four is one forty a day per person. Like, I mean, yeah, that, that doesn't even make sense. Like, there's no because yeah. So if you were getting, let's see what. There's no great way to do that. So if you were. In poverty and had to get food stamps. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, you, like, you wouldn't even be confronted with this. Um, Maybe they just slightly don't qualify. I don't know. It's just a complex I mean, question. Just, my, I guess my the first thing that comes to my mind is like beans. Yeah. No, I mean beans and rice. Bro, beans and rice is like your because there's a lot of nutrition mm-hmm. overall in, in beans and rice. And I mean, you're getting complete protein. Yeah. Getting fiber, different nutrients, uh, enough cat. You gotta have enough calories too, mm-hmm. right? Like you start getting it, like, hey, you gotta you gotta make it. Yeah, <laughs> um, beans and rice, that will work out. What I mean, what uh, as far as like protein sources, is anything cheap enough? Nah, because even four people, even a big thing of like calories. eggs is still like still gonna cost you. But yeah. I mean, that I mean, might doesn't be. eggs. Be, can be maybe you could get it for like 60 cents somewhere because I, I swear i mean i've seen oh. big big old you know flats of eggs yeah so not maybe that me expensive. And I, got of beans, I would just eat 12 eggs right for a dollar so there and then you got 40 cents left over yeah um so that would be a, a, a decently cheap one yeah um but still like that's yeah. really really hard to do but i would go yeah two two meals of beans and rice mm-hmm. like two big meals whatever would fit into that budget and, i mean you could batch cook that for the whole family mm-hmm. and the reality is like i mean that's been a it's been a staple for a long staple time. for a lot of cultures mm-hmm. for a long time um so you know it works yep uh yeah yeah that's but then now i'll be curious and you know what maybe we'll do another episode on this we need to figure out let us know if you know 
I know I've heard it before, and I know it's around like four to six dollars a day per person. But yeah, what is like the allotment? For, yeah, if you're if, you if you're on assistance like that, assistance, and then we and then put together. Um, that would be a fun episode to do. Yeah, like how do you eat when you're on X budget, or you know, mm-hmm. I think that could be pretty a pretty cool thing because that's one of the common complaints about that people say about well, eating healthy is expensive, and in the grand scheme, it's not if you do it correctly. But if you're very restricted mm-hmm. with your the amount of money you can spend, then it does and start to pose a challenge. It depends too what's your definition of healthy. Exactly. For now, it could be only organic food and um, yeah, or if you're loading up on like. 12, 15 types of vegetables and fruit. Well, that yeah. gets expensive and there's better ways to do that. So that would be a fun one. Maybe next episode we can really come up with a really good plan on that. Yeah. We'll do that. Next week, we're going to go over well, balling on a budget. Yeah. Within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the next couple of weeks. So, boom. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Found something useful. If anything, you know where hot dog the, the name <laughs> yeah. came from. So Gosh, hound sausages. We're Let's coming. We're coming out on top. Start that trend. I don't have that type we of. Should en- make I don't our, have that type of energy. We should make our own sausage, and that's the name of the company. Dosh hound sausages. Let's do it. And a picture of my dog. The people are gonna think they're made out of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, neither of us can do that. We don't have the heart. All right. Well, there. There you go. Hundredth episode. We'll keep them coming. One hundred. We notice people like these different topics, Q and A's, and sometimes it's hard. It's easy for us to overlook simple questions that yeah. we assume people know. Um, so that's why we did the thing today to see you had these common questions that we would try to outthink and think of more complex things. But a lot of people have these questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people are stuck with like, how do I get rid of my belly fat? And mm-hmm. it's up to us to educate to help. All right, enjoy the rest of your your day. Appreciate you for listening. See ya. Bye. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.